0: This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 130, another Wisdom Wednesday.
1: Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscheron.
0: Hello everyone, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja Wisdom Wednesday. Yes, our Wisdom Wednesday episode format is back. I had a brief hiatus from our Wisdom Wednesday format as I traveled to South Africa. You know, it was fantastic to be back in South Africa and visit with my family and friends and enjoy the food, the people, and of course, the beauty of the country. Africa and South Africa is truly a special place. Obviously, I was born and grew up there. And I do feel that every time I go and visit, a little piece of my heart stays behind. When I reflected on my trip uh, while I was on the flight back to New York City, I also reflected on what we've created and built here together at the Cashflow Ninja. And the concept of Ubuntu came to mind. Now, Ubuntu, according to Wikipedia, is an Nguni Bantu term meaning humanity. It is also translated as humanity towards others, but is often used in a more philosophical sense to mean the belief in a universal bond of sharing that connects all humanity. Now, Nelson Mandela popularized the term Ubuntu along with Desmond Tutu and described the concept as one of oneness and he expressed it as, I am because we are. Desmond Tutu also remarked, one of the sayings in our country is Ubuntu, the essence of being human. Ubuntu speaks particularly about the fact that you can't exist as a human being in isolation. It speaks about our interconnectedness. You can't be human all by yourself. And when you have this quality, Ubuntu, You are known for your generosity. We think of ourselves far too frequently as just individuals separated from one another, whereas you are connected and what you do affects the whole world. When you do well, it spreads out. It's for the whole of humanity. I really love the concept because it does come from a principle and worldview of abundance and gratitude Uh, two things I really try to incorporate in my my life daily. And as I reflected on my trip and thought about Ubuntu, I also thought about our global community that we are building and growing together here at the Cashflow Ninja. And I became extremely grateful, uh, grateful for the support and for every listener that is walking together on this path of lifelong learning and trying to improve their own lives and the lives of their families. And because of that desire to improve your life and the lives of your families, you also improve the lives of the communities that you live in. This show would be nothing without you, the listener, and our community. So in the spirit of Ubuntu, the Cashflow Ninja is because we are. In today's show, we're going to look at how to leverage resources of others and our environment in an equal value-like transaction, and of course, how to leverage our own existing resources. Some of the resources we can leverage, we have discussed in previous shows, and we're also going to discuss resources that we have not discussed before. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit Join Ops Properties at JoinOpsProperties.com. Globally, coffee is a $90 billion industry, and international coffee farms offers a sustainable income opportunity through offshore sustainable agriculture. You can own a parcel of your very own cash-flowing specialty coffee farm in Panama. Sustainable income through sustainable agriculture. For more information on this income opportunity, you can download your free report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet on the show, the banking system. And my firm Valhalla Wealth Financial helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function in your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com. Guys, I've had many listeners reach out to me asking me how they can support the show and what we're doing here at the Cashflow Ninja. So, if you feel that we are delivering enormous value and bringing cash flow ninjas on the show that do the same weekly, you can contribute on our Patreon page at cashflowninja.com forward slash support. Whether you contribute a dollar a month, five dollars a month, it supports what we do here and our entire operation and team. If you contribute $10 per month for a year, you become a patron and I will ship you a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt and I will also give you access to certain episodes before they are published. When I initially started the podcast, I looked at a subscription-based model for our show but wanted to reach as many people as I could and provide a free platform for financial education that you will not find anywhere else. So it eliminated that option. I love the crowdfunding model, and especially the Patreon model, because it is voluntary and it does not take the platform away of powerful, free financial education for anyone that wants to improve their life. Again, if you feel that we are delivering enormous value and wanted to support what we're doing here at the Cashflow Ninja, you can contribute on our Patreon page at cashflowninja.com forward slash support. I recently watched a presentation of Kevin Harrington. Now, for those that are not familiar with Kevin Harrington, he was one of the original sharks of the Shark Tank and also basically the creator of infomercials, uh, as seen on TV was one of his brands. Anyway, so he made a point that was really insightful and I think really important for our discussion today of leverage and utilizing other people's money, time, resources, and skill sets as well as our own. He was talking about how in this information age and this new economy, access to other people's assets, access has become the new ownership. Now, Robert Kiyosaki has discussed the same concept, but in a different context that rich and wealthy people do not want to own assets, especially in their own name. They want to control it. They don't want anything in their name but control it through entities. And this also leverages, uh, in the United States, the bankruptcy law, where in a failed venture, for example, the entity would file for bankruptcy and dissolve, but the individual would be protected. So rich and wealthy people want to control assets, not own them. In the new economy and the information age, this has been taken to another level As Kevin Harrington discusses, think of the largest worldwide accommodations leader, Airbnb. They don't own the assets. They have access to the assets. Access to assets is the new ownership. And then also think of Uber, a transportation network company. They don't own the cars and vehicles. They have access to it. Kevin Harrington explained how the old way was to build your own infrastructure and own all of your your assets, and you know the new way is the access to these assets. He spoke about Snapchat as an example of how they basically built their company on Amazon's cloud, so they didn't develop their own cloud; they leveraged an asset of Amazon, their cloud, to build this new company on, which is a billion-dollar company. They just went public um, and uh, has made quite a stir in the market. So it's very important to reiterate that access to assets is the new ownership, and that access is leveraging the existing assets of others. It has been a complete game-changer because If we look at leveraging other people's money, time, resources, and skill sets with this mindset, you know, the world is really, truly your oyster, and the sky is the limit. Think of other people's money, and of course, we want to access other people's money to buy an asset that provides cash flow and income streams, so the debt that we're taking on will be good debt not bad debt. Of course, the difference between good debt and bad debt is good debt puts money in your pocket. Bad debt is money that is paid out of pocket every month. Good debt buys assets. Bad debt buys liabilities. Sources of other people's money can be found, of course, at banks, through mortgages, business credit lines, and so forth. Not going to spend a lot of time discussing uh, money from the bank. Um, Other sources are private lending, which can be individuals, uh, equity firms, that could be angel investors and funds, investment groups, and so forth. You can also find private lenders through private lending associations if you just do a quick Google search. I actually have an upcoming episode on private lending and will go more into detail about private lending then, but it is important to know that this is a great place to find money for your deals. You're going to pay a little bit more interest than you would to the bank, and the private lender will get a nice return on his or her money and also have the loan secured by an asset. So for example, if I'm a private lender to you and you give me a note of, say, a $100,000 to purchase a property, I would ask for at least 8% on the note and the loan would be secured by the property that you purchased and that I'm lending the money for. So if you don't pay me, I will take over the property. So it really does provide kind of a low risk value exchange for both parties. Because of the low interest rate environment, Private lending is a fantastic avenue to find capital, to find your investment opportunities, because there are a lot of people that would be very open to become a private lender. Seller financing is also very, very popular, and I can see it becoming increasingly more popular because of this low interest rate environment. If I want to sell a property to you as the seller, for example, I can have you pay me at the closing of the property in cash with money that you got from the bank or the private lender or your own funds and walk away with a lot of money. But the challenge then becomes, where do I put that money? And how much will I have to pay in taxes? Because I would have to pay taxes on that lump sum of money that I received at closing. So instead of taking a big sum of money from the buyer and putting it into the bank, earning basically nothing, and then also paying all the taxes owed on the capital gains of the property, I can take the note as the seller from the buyers and do a seller carry back and act as a lender to the buyer. We have about 76 million baby boomers retiring and There could be many owners that do not want to manage properties anymore or run their businesses, but they still want an income stream for their retirement. Being paid a principal and interest over agreed upon period of time for the property and business and also using the property and business as collateral for the seller financing that is provided provides a lot of value for both parties. This is also a private transaction, so the seller and buyer can truly negotiate basically anything that they both agree to and put it in the contract. Another source is investors it 's a great place to raise money for deals and for down payments of deals, especially uh, an example that comes to mind is real estate syndication deals that we've discussed in the show before uh, in real estate syndication deals, for instance the syndicator would raise the down payment for the property from investors. And for the rest of the money, they would borrow it from a bank. If you're just starting out, uh, this is a great route to go as well. If you go to meetups and go to real estate investors networking uh, meetups, you'll find pretty wealthy investors there as well. Um, So if you don't have the resources of capital and money it is a fantastic opportunity to partner with those individuals that do have capital and money for your deal. So you could be the person putting the deal together, finding the deals. And if the deal that you're finding is good enough, these guys will definitely want to be a part of it. Um, And then, of course, you can get a percentage of ownership in this property or this deal that you brought to them. So, great place to start if you don't have any money, but you are highly motivated and ready to roll up your sleeves and do all of the legwork uh, and to find these deals and negotiate and put these deals together. You're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. International Coffee Farms is a real estate-based specialty coffee farm ownership opportunity. You can own deeded half acre parcels in title already operating specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama. They are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts with sustainable average income of 12% and with cash flow beginning in 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, of the gross profits of each farm goes towards a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates eight specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama, with parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a parcel owner, you can download your free income opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. You're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our episode. Government tax credits is also another resource to leverage other people's money. Uh, For real estate investors that invest, for instance, in affordable housing, there are many government subsidies and tax credits that they can utilize. Two of the uh, credits are rehabilitation credits and low-income housing credits. Um, A rehabilitation credit is done through the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, that offers investors a credit to rehabilitate some residential or non-residential properties. The credit applies to a portion of the cost to renovate, restore, or completely reconstruct. For buildings placed in use before 1936, you can receive a tax credit worth 10% of your expenses. If you purchase and rehabilitate a certified historic structure, you may be due a 20% tax credit based on your costs. If the buildings are in a disaster area, such as those impacted by certain hurricanes, your tax credits increase to 13 and 26% respectively. As of the time of publication, an In order to qualify for the tax credit, you must spend $5,000 in a 24-month period. There's also a low-income housing credit that the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, oversees the low-income housing tax credit program. The goal is to encourage private sector residential developers to build affordable housing. Tax credits are given to builders who then sell them to investors to raise money for low-income housing. The investors in turn can benefit from the tax credits for 10 years for each dollar invested as long as the building qualifies for the program and it must be residential real estate and also meet low-income tenant eligibility and be rent controlled. So there are many other creative ways to leverage other people's money. When it comes to real estate, you can look also at security deposits and also bring that into negotiations, especially with multifamily deals. Uh, other avenues are also the cash flow operations uh, if you if for businesses in real estate if you can show that you can increase the cash flow operations of the real estate or the business you can always refinance uh, the property or the, some of the business financing that is in place uh, to take out money and uh, invest in other deals real estate or or businesses. In the financial markets, of course, there are endless ways through options and futures trading strategies to leverage other people's money. Uh, We can do an entire episode just on leveraging other people's money in the financial markets. The big takeaway there too is we said that access to assets is the new ownership in this new economy and information age. And in the financial markets, through sophisticated trading techniques and strategies, uh, the main goal is to not only own the stock with some of these strategies, but to control it. So it all comes back to not necessarily want to own everything but to control it and have access to it. Let me know if you can think of any other examples of how to leverage other people's money. You can email me at info at com. Now over to leveraging other people's time, resources, and skill sets in the information age. And this is really not challenging because of the internet. I think rather than going off on a rant here about tactical options, The strategic approach should be before you engage in any activity, you should ask yourself is what I am doing or planning to do the highest and best use of my time? And if it's not, then delegate it, automate it, or eliminate it. And I have to say, this has been a challenge for me, but really, the resources that are available on the internet are unbelievable. And this really isn't an excuse anymore for anyone. You're a 15 of the best freelance websites on the internet where you can find people to leverage their time, their resources, and their skill sets. Upwork, TopToll, Elons, Freelancer, Craigslist, always a good one. Guru, 99designs, I've used them actually for graphic design people per hour, freelance writing gigs, demand media, college recruiter, get a coder, iFreelance, project for hire, and simply hired. The other resources that we need to be able to leverage is our own money, time, resources, and skill sets. On this show, we've discussed many ways in which we can do this. And I think what we have to keep in mind is we have to think of what assets do I currently have that I can leverage. And I mean leverage, not use. There's a very, very big difference. So for instance, I'm not talking about your savings because if you use your savings, it's gone. A dollar in the savings can only do one thing. And I'm also not talking about qualified retirement plans. If you borrow from a 401k or 403b, an IRA, and a Roth IRA, your account balance is drawn down so that money is not doing two things at the same time. It can only do one thing. So it's not leveraging it. It's utilizing it. And there's a huge difference. So let's look at some examples. Do you have equity, for instance, in your primary residence? That is a dollar that is sitting idle on paper that you can leverage through a home equity line of credit, a HELOC. And you can use that HELOC to invest in a cash flow business uh, and an asset like real estate that provides cash flow and a monthly income stream. This is truly leveraging the equity in your house that is at the moment doing nothing for you. The infinite banking concept And strategy is also a great way to leverage your own money and savings. And I've discussed this in a number of episodes. And of course, I help my clients at Valhalla Wealth Financial implement and execute this strategy every day. The same dollar, if done correctly, can work in as many as two to three places at the same time through this strategy. That is why the wealthiest families in the world have this strategy in their playbook. Another way to leverage existing assets is through security-based lending, as I discussed with Gina Lofton in episode 129. The strategy involves using your stock portfolio as collateral to borrow against it. Again, the same dollar is invested in the stock and then it's leveraged through a loan secured by your stock portfolio that then can be used to invest in cash flow businesses and investments. The HELOC strategy, infinite banking, and security-based lending are just three ways of leveraging your existing money. Another way of leveraging existing assets and resources is is a conservative options trading strategy when you use paper assets called the covered call. A covered call is a stock market cash flow strategy that involves the stock that you own and selling an option to the market on the stock that you own. You're selling a call option on the stock that you own that generates an income for you. Matt Choi in episode 108 Uh, does a fantastic job of explaining the covered call and this stock market cash flow strategy. Covered calls has the same dollar doing different things in different places at the same time. Again, having your own money work for you is not necessarily the holy grail. In fact, it is a mindset myth that my guest Keith Weinhold in episode 111 Warns us that is holding many people back from truly creating and building wealth. It's having your own and other people's money work for you combined that is truly powerful. When you leverage your own assets and your own money, time, and resources and skill sets, and combine that with leveraging other people's money, time, resources, and skill sets. Now we're on the path to creating and building legacy wealth. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Wisdom Wednesday episode. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They have designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing, to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314 799 two two four seven coffee is a proven product and a 90 billion dollar industry worldwide through international coffee farms you have a chance to own and operate your own half acre parcels in a specialty coffee farm in panama professionally turnkey managed for you you can download your coffee farm ownership opportunity report at cashflowninjacom forward slash panama that's our show for today everyone until next time live a life of passion and purpose on your terms
1: This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.